This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Live from the bunker on Fireside, it's the Stacking Venture Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and how was your St. Patrick's Day? I know I'm feeling a little green, and it's definitely not from the face paint left over from the parade. Today, we're talking about 13 items that will last you a lifetime. Those 13 beers I drank can't be one of them. Those definitely got returned, and I do not mean to the store. Here with us from LenPenzo.com, we have the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. Nah, it's just the magically delicioso Len Penzo. Coming in all sunshine and rainbows as usual, it's Paula Pant. And fresh in from his bagpipe lessons, here comes OG. And can I just say, his legs look great in that skirt. And now, a guy who's always helping you find the pot of gold at the end of your investment, it's Joe Salcihai. And a very happy post St. Patrick's Day to you, Doug. And you did party a little hard yesterday. I got to say that was you were you, you were you went next abnormal, level. Next abnormal level. for me. I'm normally so docile and tame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Demure. I think it's demure. demure. Yes, absolutely. So happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are live on Fireside, but uh, as I tour the country, I am live in the bunker. I am actually in Lempenzo's bunker. Here's the deal. He had to he had to send me Morse code which gave me the special knock that you do on the door. And then just like a submarine, uh, he opens up the hatch. I go down about four levels and, uh, well, here I am in the bunker. And with me today, usually we say hi to my co-host OG first, but <laughs> since he's right here Sorry, next OG. to me, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Lampenzo, thanks for letting you're, me down here, man. I, you're very welcome, Joe. But, you know, I'm a little irritated. You're already giving away the secrets of, <laughs> of, of how this place works. I'm sorry, it's not Morse code is Morse code. Morse Morse code. That's right. And yes. I got to say, um, your equipment here is fantastic. I mean, this. <laughs> Why? Thank you. This uh, it just uh, so professional. It, it it is wild as we were taking this stuff, <laughs> setting this stuff up. After ten years, you start accumulating so much crazy <laughs> stuff that it's amazing. And the guy who usually is across the desk from me in the basement, holding down the basement himself today. Well, he's got Doug across from him. Mister OG is here. No, you had it right the first time. I'm holding it down That's myself. Right. It's Doug true. is in the corner. Just doing Doug things, which is terribly inappropriate. Do its work. 
<laughs> over time. Oh, how are you, OG? How was your St. Patrick's Day? Feels like it's back to the future that you're asking me this question. Uh, so I would say my St. Patrick's Day is was awesome. Yeah, fantastic. And the person who always has a say has St. Patrick's Day is every day where she lives. Paula Pant from Afford Anything is here. Every day is New Year's, St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July, and Halloween rolled into one. That is what life is like at the Afford Anything universe, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Although, it's funny that I'm sunshine and rainbows when today's emoji is, as you can see, it's the scream. It's like that Vincent Van Gogh Oh, yours scream, is. That's, that's just the screaming from inside my soul. <laughs> So to tell people what the heck's going on when you hang out here live with us on Fireside, and feel free to do this because we record a little bit early. We record on Mondays at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. You do the math on where you are. Uh, and if you go to just uh, stackingbenjamins.com, well, if you're in the Stacking Benjamins basement or you follow us on Twitter, you'll be able to get the link. But we have these emojis. And so why do you have the scream when you're your rainbows and sunshine. What's that all about? I mean, sometimes you need to have the depths of the scream in order to enjoy the highs of the sunshine and rainbows. Look at me putting an optimistic spin on, on experiencing the scream. On something. Well, you know what, Paula, we're here for you mm-hmm. and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows for the next hour. All right. 100%. Absolutely. That's what Stacking Benjamins is all about. Amen, sister. Cause we got Paula here. We got Len here. We got OG here. We're going to be talking about frugal living. There are some things that you buy once and then you never buy them again. What are those things in your life? We're going to share what one blogger talked about. But first, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, time for us to get this party started. Today's piece, and it's about time we got to this blog because we've been doing this for a long time and I can't remember the last time we talked about Budgets Are Sexy, a fantastic blog 
for people that are new to the show, we talk about uh, blog posts by people from our community that we find interesting. But Jay Money and the team over there have been writing for a long time. But when is the last time we did Budgets Are Sexy? It's been a while. I, I You know, I think we did one last year. Did we really? Yeah, I think we did. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so maybe it hasn't been that long. Maybe it's maybe it's only been a year. But this piece, it really, it's written by a friend of ours, Pete from Do You Even Blog, who's has his own fantastic, fantastic uh, properties. He talks about the buy it for life movement. But first, he talks about being cheap. And Paula, I want to go to you. Pete begins this by talking about spending 20 minutes figuring out what chapstick to buy. <laughs> does does that sound like what you? What chapstick to buy? Now, no. Think about the payoff for your time, right? If he's comparing chapsticks, and, and based on the way that he wrote the story, it, it sounded like a cost comparison rather than what is the highest quality chapstick type of comparison. He's going to save what, maybe a dollar, two dollars? Let, let's, heck, let's say he saves four dollars. It's like super good the, chapstick. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the cost of 20 minutes of his time, I mean, geez, like that's just, that's a terrible hourly rate, especially for, for, for someone like him, you know? But, but, but is there a time when you do that comparison shopping? Is there a threshold? Do you have any idea? Like, do you have a number where all of a sudden you go, yeah, maybe I'm comparing the quote chapstick. I would say for, for big ticket purchases where the order of magnitude actually matters, then absolutely it makes sense to shop around. A bit well, I guess more. that's what I'm saying is, is that phrase right there where it actually matters for Paula Pant when do you hit that threshold where you go, ooh, this actually matters? That number has changed based on my income level at different points in my life. It's funny because um, I think I was having this discussion with somebody yesterday, Paula. Was it you, Len? Were you and I having this talk about, uh, about how that threshold has changed? It was somebody. Well, I, I can answer the chapstick question. I I was in first grade when I the price of chapstick mattered to me. So that, it, it, that's it, when it mattered. So by third you, by third grade job? though, <laughs> by third grade though, Paula Len was a baller with chapstick. Paula, just, are you mocking? <laughs> Paula's mocking me. <laughs> he just wanted all the girls in third grade to say, "Is that chapstick in your pocket?" Or <laughs> exactly. Oh, gee. I mean, anybody that knows you knows that that if it's something worthwhile, you just spend the money. But when it comes to earlier in your life, were you much more comparing chapstick? Uh, was I ever comparing chapstick? No, no, I have never not even, even thought about the price of chapstick ever in my life, but maybe not chapstick, but, but let me tell you the conversation I was having with somebody yesterday. It was that when I was younger and every dollar mattered more or not even younger, I was just earlier in my journey. And you know, Paula talked about that her income coming in, her income was tighter. I would compare maybe not chapstick, but I was definitely much more of a price comparison shopper because saving a dollar or even saving 50 cents truly mattered then. And sometimes today I feel feel bad when I don't compare. Like I get to feel a little guilty because I don't compare more often until, you know, the numbers start getting bigger. I think that there's, and I can't prove this. This is just kind of how I've observed it over several years of talking to people about money, but it seems like there's a couple of different bend points in, in income and to your point comparison. And, and I think like after about $80,000 of income, people stop caring how much gas costs. 
like gasoline prices. I think I mean, everybody's, I think everybody's, uh, uh, all of a sudden <laughs> gotten the last well, few no, weeks. I get it, everybody right? I now mean, is like, Whoa, Hey. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Like, you but know, on now, an average but, day. Yeah. But I, I, I was having this and this came to me because I've had occasion over the last, I don't know, six months to have several conversations about with people about gas prices in Texas, where I live versus where they live. And for a lot of people, it really matters. But, but that's not the point of this. The point is, is kind of where these things happen. And I think about $80,000 of income, you kind of start, stop paying attention to gas prices. I think about 150000 of income, you stop paying attention to groceries. Because those are kind of the transportation costs and food costs are kind of the two major budget items. You know what I mean? Yeah. And after... Again, after about 150000 of income, you just buy the groceries you need and, and, and or want. And you again, you might notice that a pound of meat costs five bucks instead of four or whatever it costs. But, but, but you're not going to make buying dis- decisions based on, well, today I have to get the chicken because, you know, I yeah. the budget reasons. And then I think after about 300000 I mean, obviously we're talking about big numbers now. After about 300000 you stop caring how much it costs to go out to eat. And you just, it just is what it is. You just you know, go fancy restaurant, yeah. cheap restaurant. You don't even care. So is this so, discussion though about prices relative to income level or about essential items versus non-essential items? Oh, we're because- definitely, we're definitely Doug going to get there, but I want to have this cheapskate discussion that he's talking about at the start. I feel like I was much more interested in the price of every little thing. And you know what? I thought it was when I was younger, but I think Doug, it's more of about what OG saying when I had less income. But even when oh, you completely had, shut him up, that's, no, no, that's no, I wasn't. Well, he totally did. Yeah, he totally <laughs> I was like and me. mic drop. Yep. Doug can't even respond. That was such a good retort. Doesn't happen very often. But we're having this discussion. Like you brought in examples, OG, about you know grocery shopping and and I'll say food and transportation. But this chapstick as a context, I don't think anybody would consider a essential item in any phase of your life other than Len when he was trying to get the strawberry chapstick to pick up the chicks in second grade. Well, no, but I think that the stuff, I think what, what Joe's saying and maybe kind of the roundabout way, what I'm trying to get to is that as your income increases, the stuff that is, whether it's essential or and maybe, I don't know, chapstick's kind of essential if you live in a dry climate, maybe, but you know, at, that stuff becomes easier and easier from a budget standpoint to not pay attention to. What Joe's saying, I think is right on. When you make 10,000 bucks a year, everything counts. Everything's on the table. You know, when you make 30,000, you earn some ability to take a little pressure off, you know, on those decisions. And, and as that income increases, you know, you kind of start wiping away those things. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't save money if you comparison shopped chapstick. But I think, you know, Paula's point earlier about a, a value for the hourly yeah. wage, yeah. you know, comes into play pretty quickly. I, th- I think a lot of it is like, what proportion of your income does this represent? And as that percentage grows smaller, you just care less. Do you feel guilty, uh, Paula, like I do sometimes that you don't comparison shop more? Uh, no. Honestly, um, just, I don't, just, at least when it comes to the small ticket items, like I've, I do feel guilty when I tell myself or I above this threshold, I'll pay attention. And then I fail to do that mm. because then I've consciously set the thought of here's where my parameters lie. And then when I overlook my own parameters, eh, yeah, I feel bad about that. Len, I know on uh, lenpenzo.com, you've been running a poll about, we were talking about gas prices earlier, about when people start paying attention there. 
Yeah, I ran a poll just recently, and the question was, at what price does gasoline become so expensive that it affects how often you drive? And I, I put down, was it $4 per gallon, $5 per gallon, 6 7 or 8 And it came out that $5 per gallon is about a third of the people said $5 per gallon. Uh, 23% said $6 per gallon. Uh, 20% said $4 per gallon. And then uh, there was uh, 16% said $8 or more per gallon. And and then and those might be your high income people that OG was exactly. talking about earlier. Yes, yeah. that's right. You know, and, and for me myself, I asked my whole family this question. By the way, too, it was very interesting because I had my daughter, my son, who are young, younger, asked uh, the honeybee, and I asked myself. Myself, it was six bucks per gallon. I said, you know what? I'm definitely going to start watching. Uh, you know how much I drive when it gets to six bucks per gallon, and we're almost there, folks, in California. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, and and but my kids, which interestingly enough, my daughter was six dollars per gallon, and my son was six dollars per really? gallon, even though they make significantly less. So it's really, it's weird. It, I mean, yeah. maybe it's not tied to income so much. Hey, Len. Yes. So I have a fifteen-year-old, almost fifteen-year-old, and so one of the things that we're trying to do is teach him how to behave around driving and like all the stuff that goes into driving, right? Like putting gas in your car. And so I made him do that the other day when, you know, we were talking about it and we got done and filled up my car and he goes, what does the $105 thing mean? What is that? And I was like, well, that's how much it costs to fill it up. He looked at me, he goes, I'm never driving anywhere, dad. That's a hundred dollars. Like, Holy I, cow. Like, like I goes, love how? my bicycle. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I've never loved that thing more. He's like, how long do you get to drive on that? I said, well, you know, about 400 miles, you know, if you're seven out, you know, 70 that's miles. Right. He's like, like that's seven hours of driving. No, pass. Like, well, not seven hours, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, back and forth to school a couple of times. He's like, yeah, I'll just walk. It's cool. <laughs> that's a no great, circumstances that I'm putting a hundred dollars worth of gas in my tank. That's anyway. a great aha though, that he's having at his age. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Hey, can I want to bring one, one more point up besides comparison shopping is I think, um, at the lower income levels and maybe I'm wrong because my kids have surprised me with their price per gallon, but uh, I think at the lower income levels, um, it, it's not so much price comparison as substitution. So when you're not, maybe you're making, you're tight on money, uh, you're more likely to substitute hamburger for steak, for example, mm. right? As opposed to comparison shopping. Because even I today, I am still comparison shopping. I When I'm at the grocery store, I unless there's something, a product that I really like better, I consider it better quality, whether it's store brand or not, you know, I will pick that because I like it better. But I'm always comparison shopping. I'm always looking at the per unit costs. That is interesting. But because hamburger per pound costs less than steak costs per pound, we will have hamburger tonight instead of steaks. That's that's right. Yeah. 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 No, that's I, I. Yeah. It's it's so funny how many times I realized, Len, that I did that when we were living. I mean, not even paycheck to paycheck. I didn't even remember. I didn't know where I was going tomorrow. Like it was, hey, it, can I substitute these things out? Which sadly, you know, I remember we were talking to Jane Bryant Quinn about this with her book a, a few years ago. She was talking about how that's why when it comes to the health of a lot of people in America, people on the low income scale are actually dying quicker because they can't afford the fresh fruits and vegetables but and they're substituting yep. out for cheaper stuff yep. right the processed foods and it's a it's a it's just a really frustrating circle that we're in um he pivots from this 
into his wife having a $300 ski jacket or deciding that she's going to buy a $300 ski jacket. So Pete puts himself on one end comparing chapsticks where he's going to save, I think even less than Paul is talking about, going to save like 26 cents. And his wife is going to buy a $300 jacket. He's like, you're crazy. Why would you buy a $300 jacket? Can you, Paula, make the argument that he makes for the, well, that his spouse makes for the $300 jacket? Hey, hold on before you answer, Paula. Remember, this is this is the woman who used a rug as a jacket. She found a rug on the floor. So good, good job. Rug. Yes, a stolen rug. So I can't wait to hear this answer. For people that don't know this story, Paula, you want to tell the rug story? Sure. So I was at a party in Las Vegas, which is how all good stories begin. (laughs) (laughs) And I was cold and I looked down at the floor. It's a house party. I looked down at the floor and there's this beautiful, like shaggy pink rug on the floor. And so I'm standing next to the host of the party and I look at him and I'm like, hey, can I borrow that for a moment? Like for the rest of the party? And he's like, the rug? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, sure. So I pick up the rug, fold it in half, and then wrap it around myself like a shawl, <laughs> right? So, and it's folded in half like mid-length so that yeah. it's soft on the – you know, it's a furry, shaggy rug, so it's soft and furry on the inside and on the outside both. I wear it around the party. It's bright pink. I wear it around the party, and for the rest of the night, I get so many compliments on it. Everyone's like, oh, my, I love your shawl. Where did you get that? I'm like, thanks. It's a rug. I just picked it up off the floor. You were standing on it five minutes ago. I got it over there by the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> That's fabulous. So for, for Paula, then, it's a $300 rug, right? Exactly. Not a $300 jacket. But what is she thinking here when she's paying $300 for a ski jacket? That the ski jacket, just like my rug shawl, will last for life. And so it's worth investing in quality because you're going to keep it for a very long time. Quality, durability, uh, you know, it's functionality. Like she's going to keep it for a very long time. And uh, so it's worth paying more. So uh, Pete breaks this down then into four things conceptually, and we're going to go through each of these just very briefly. Number one is look for lifetime guarantees, where if it does if it does wear out, you have a lifetime guarantee. I think about like uh, Craftsman tools, right? The, the, the tool wears out. Now, my problem with Craftsman tools, because I buy Craftsman tools because I'm looking for a lifetime guarantee, I just lose the screwdriver. It doesn't wear out. I forget where I put it, and then I go grab another one. Oh, gee, I would think for you, you were talking earlier about not being really price conscious though, I do think knowing you for a while that this idea of a lifetime guarantee is something you look for. How can I hear the word guarantee and not think of Tommy boy in the scene? of? (laughs) If I had anything hooked up, if I wasn't in the bunker now and I could play the scene, I would totally play it. But yeah. Oh, you're getting this guaranteed piece of crap. (laughs) Yeah. I don't pay attention to that either. You you don't pay attention to lifetime guarantee. I I was, but you know, like the concept of the ski jacket that lasts forever or, you know, that sort of thing. I, I I do think about that stuff when it comes to clothing purchases or, or things that are going to be around for a very long time. Um, I have hiking boots that I bought probably in the early two thousands that are still running tough and they were very expensive at the time. I remember. And, um, yeah. And I could wear them every day and they never wear out. And if they do, they replace them. He talks about Patagonia coats and it's the same deal with them. If you, you know, wear it out or get a hole in it or something like that, they'll fix it. And, um, 
you know, or replace it, but it's not inexpensive, right? Like, so that's the trade-off is where do you draw the line of saying it's worth it to spend the extra money to get this thing that should last for a really long time. And if it doesn't, then the company is going to kind of make me whole on it versus buying the thing several times over and being okay with it being a little bit more consumable. Second concept that he has here is uh, is looking for modular items. And Len, as an engineer, this sounds like you. Modular meaning buying items of parts you can replace separately. So if one little piece r- runs out, you can just replace that little piece. That it, sounds like you. Well, yeah. I mean, I never thought of that before. I mean, but that's correct. I mean, can you imagine if your car... If you know the uh, the uh, I don't know p- p- pick pick something uh, you know a wiring harness in your car went out and uh, you had to replace the whole car. Just gotta throw I mean, it away. That battery in a Tesla. I, yeah, that's or the battery battery in the yeah. Well, that's kind of a different story. <laughs> that's gonna people are gonna be realizing that about six or seven years down the line. Might as well now. you might as well just get a new right Tesla. Yeah. But oh, talk, is it? Yeah, I guess maybe yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But he talks about a coffee maker, right? He's yeah, got an expensive coffee maker. That's excellent. Yeah. But he can replace the little pieces. Well, yes. I mean, but even then, though, sometimes it, it, for me, maybe it doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe is it really worth replacing the piece? Maybe, you know, if the thing is so cheap anyways, maybe you just buy it, buy a new one. You know, it's just, it's just another thing in the calculus. I'm not saying you should, but I mean, it, it all depends. Cause I'm, I'm just saying that because our, <laughs> our uh, coffee maker just gave out uh, a few months ago and we ended up buying a new one instead of me look and figure out what part broke you know but so was it a, but was it a 300 hundred dollar coffee maker that you love no it's no. A, no see that's what i'm yeah no i think you either you know i either go cheap on one end if i don't care about it but if i really care and i want it to be that one item then i'll go this way by the yes. 300 oh, it's, it's a great there. it's a great uh, concept yes absolutely Number three, obsessing over quality. And uh, Doug, I think this is you, right? Uh, Yeah, I I don't know about obsessing, but uh, yeah, I do focus on quality quite a bit. I will definitely spend more um, to get longer use out of it. But that also limits your choices. You tend, whether it's clothing and it's less, I'll say, less current, less fashionable, but it's something that I know I'm, I still have things that I bought 25 years ago that I still get compliments on and people don't know it's 25 years old because I bought it in a way that those uh, bell bottoms finally coming back. Yeah, exactly. And the, that's the best eight track player I've ever seen. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's so good. Hey, have you guys ever bought choice? Is that 25 years? The bad news is eight track player line is more like 40 years now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The only ones are, the only ones getting that are you and me. It's like eight track. What the hell? Do you guys ever buy stuff that you don't expect to last a long time, but then it lasts forever? So it was the miracle. Oh yeah. It's it's like uh, the honeybee. We went to Custer state park, beautiful park in South Dakota kind of uh, in the Black Hills there. And uh, I, I remember uh, the honeybee bought a, it was a pajama set or it was a, no, it was a shirt of some sort, but it's at Custer State Park. She had that thing for like 15 years. It was just a shirt she wore almost every day. I, I think I calculated she did like 300 washings of the, on that thing. Oh my goodness. And it's and it stayed, it was like the miracle shirt. Lasted so long. Yeah, it finally gave up the ghost just recently, but it, it was one of those amazing things you bought for like 10 bucks and it just lasted forever. Well, it, well, and I did that, I mean, I obsessed over a pair of slippers because I didn't know if I was going to wear them or not, and it was at a hotel in Alaska. Beautiful hotel. And these, it really felt like these were expensive slippers, but I work from home and it's funny. I bought these super, in this case, not like the honeybee land. It was different where I knew I was going to spend a lot of money, but item number four, he's got here items that'll make you happier. Those slippers 
are phenomenal. I bought them many years ago, but they still are there. They're warm. They're fuzzy. It just, I don't know, just just makes me happy every day. Are they bunny slippers? They are not bunny slippers. (laughs) Oh, they got these cute little bunnies. They got, no, they're dragons. Duh. (laughs) You would go with bunnies. You don't go with bunnies. Uh, Coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn this over to our roundtable and maybe to a few people here hanging out with us live. What are some of those those things that we just alluded to, like my slippers, that you buy for life? You buy it once, you don't plan on ever buying it again. But right now it's time for our big trivia challenge. And this is the part of the show where on Fridays we have a year-long competition going... uh, between our three regular contributors to this show. And man, do we got, as mom said, a hoot nanny going on right now. We've got Len has four, Paula has three, and OG in an unfamiliar spot only has two. What? What is going on there? Well, that means that uh, Len, you're going to guess first. Paula's going to guess second. OG's going to guess second. None of you guys are used to these these positions. Like nobody's used to guessing in these spots. But first, we got to know what the trivia question is. And I think, Doug, for you, we come to you for that. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Pinching someone because they didn't wear green on St. Patrick's Day is an American tradition that old creepy guys want you to believe started way back in the early 1700s. Wearing green, one might believe, four beers in, made one invisible to leprechauns who would pinch anyone not wearing the color. Speaking of green, they certainly didn't have green, yellow, or even red lights back in the 1700s. Well, at least not in some parts of town. But when did we get them? My trivia question for you is, what year was the traffic light system invented that used green to mean go? I'll be back with the answer after I try to go wash some of this green off the front of my shirt. All right. Uh, of course, we take a St. Patrick's Day question, turn it into a light question. That's how we do trivia here. And Len, you are first. When was the modern traffic system? I, I, I feel like there's there's invented. a trick in here, Doug, because you said the modern traffic light with green in it. Let's see. I I distinctly remember the first traffic light. I believe was installed in Oklahoma City. I, I could be wrong. Some of you guys can correct me after the show, but that's what I thought. Uh, it was Oklahoma City. What year would that be? Well, it'd have to be after the car was invented, right? I don't think they had traffic lights for horses and car- horse carriages. Uh, let's say 1910. Oh, 1910 is Lens. Best guess, or as we've said, because as we go around the country, by the way, we're doing trivia challenges in all the towns in uh, Doug's trivia, and it says your best wild ass guess, and that's Len's best wild ass guess. Paula, what's your wild ass guess? I'm gonna go a little bit later. Let's say 1922. 1922. <laughs> <laughs> just let, she was just like forming shapes with her lips to see what words came out. <laughs> I don't know, Doug. It sounded it seemed like real science behind that to me. 
They te- whenever Paul is, no, do, do, I think I think Doug's right. Yes, that's basically what happened. I don't know, Paul. I've known you a long time. Whenever you're confident about something, you go nineteen twenty two. Hey, don't knock her because she's doing better than OG right now. Oh. So there it is. Well, OG's got the hammer and he can use it on somebody right now. Well, what are you thinking, man? I'm, I'm, I'm with Len. Like on the, uh, you know, the, we weren't using stoplights for horse and buggies. Um, <laughs> it was just kind of sort of like you just went whenever the hell you felt like it. And that's why horse and buggies, by the way, are no longer with us. It's because of the fact that people are just going willy nilly. Through stop signs. A lot of, a lot of T-bone accidents right on right the midway and international. You know, had a blistering 12 miles an hour. Hit your, <laughs> hit your Clydesdale into my, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so after the car, I think, um, I think Ford, Ford was started in the early 1900s. What'd you say, Len? 1910? Yes. Paula said 22, so it was before Paula. But No, no, no. Paula didn't say 22. She said 22. <laughs> 22. Um, so I'll give her the upside. The question is, is it before 1910? Well, OG's taking a page out of Lens Thinkoration <laughs> book here. This is unlike OG. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going the middle. I'm going to say the middle space there between. So uh, uh, Lens said uh, uh, 1910. I'm going to say 1911. And, and there so, it is. So, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to give Paula all that. So 19. Yeah, that's fine. 1911. That's fine. 1911. We're sticking with it. All right. It sounds like a good Porsche. You know what? You are being, you're very magnanimous because you know what? You could have really, you still could have kept the part of those years and taken some of Paula's edge away. Could have been like 1915, 16. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like 1917, I'm, I'm pretty ticked off. Um, (laughs) Well, you know what? We'd love to tell you, OG, but we don't play that way. We'll be right back. Well, managing your money can be stressful because of all the work you need to do. I know it's stressful for me right now because I'm going from city to city. Not sure where I'm going to be on uh, any given day. All the stuff that comes with traveling, all the unexpected. uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Oh, travel took longer than I thought it was going to. That trip got canceled. Fantastic. You know, but even without that, money can be stressful. But Navy Federal Credit Union can take a lot of that legwork out of saving and investing. They offer multiple savings products and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. And you can put your money to work by automating your savings and investments. Plus, they offer educational resources to help guide your decisions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash save and invest. That's NavyFederal.org slash save and invest. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they can also be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. Oh God. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. U.S. Cellular, a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right. In today's big trivia question, it was the modern stoplight invented. And Len, you uh, kicked it off by saying 1910. You feeling confident with the answers that came behind you? It's um, 
That's got to be. Paul is out of. She's no. Paula's not right. So it's it's either OG or me. <laughs> you know so. that person was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paula. <laughs> hey, but my mouth was just making shapes. <laughs> I think at this point it'd be hilarious if Paula was was the winner. But uh, Paula, you're at 1922, and if I hear any confidence in your voice at all, I'm not sure where it's at. <laughs> no, I uh, I was just taking a stab in the dark. So, you know, I... I no. no. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Such a surprise. OG 1911, feeling good? Sure. All right. Well, let's find out how good you should be feeling because Doug's got the answer. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. You know, as cars hit the road in the early 1900s, Multiple inventors filed patents to help control the flow of traffic. According to LiveScience.com, in 1910, an American inventor tried to get his idea to catch on, a spinning sign that simply said stop on one side and proceed on the other. Now, come to think of it, that would really be handy for me on singles night at the Sizzler. Well, anyway, a police officer in Salt Lake City, Utah, invented the first electric traffic light using red and green lights. It resembled a four-sided birdhouse mounted on a pole in the middle of the intersection. The trolley wires overhead powered it, and the colors had to be manually switched by a police officer. I see what the inventor was doing there. A little job security. I see what you're doing, man. So the question again. What year was the traffic light system invented that used green to mean go? And the answer is 1912. <laughs> and that means OG is our winner just one year off. Bam. Why didn't you ask the spinning sign question instead? I'd have nailed it. <laughs> Who came up with the spinning side that Doug's going to take with him to the Sizzler? By the way, uh, Len, the Oklahoma City was the site of the first parking meter. Oh, okay. Cleveland, Cleveland claims. I mean, this is there's a big, big battle. It's come to fisticuffs between Detroit and Cleveland. There's been ballyhoos. <laughs> this is what the Battle of Toledo was really about. Yes, between that's what the Battle of Toledo was this about. Is the, so this, that's is why, the this is why Michigan ceded Toledo to Ohio. I don't think people really know the story behind the battle. There is a Battle of Toledo. There was a Battle a of Toledo. Was, yes, a cow was, was killed in Bliss, Michigan. And they got Toledo and we got the UP. If there was Sorry. ever a misnomer, it's Bliss, Michigan. You know, that's it, a that there was the site of the. <laughs> I'm not saying that Bliss is a bad place to be. I'm saying that particular day, it was right. not very blissful. Listen to Doug. He said, We got the, you know, we got the UP. We, we got the UP. <laughs> we got it. Yes. Yeah. Doug was there. Losers in Ohio got Toledo. Won. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a good trade. <laughs> uh, and at Toledo, send your hate mail to Lampenza. <laughs> Uh, hey, my family's from Ohio. Some fantastic yeah, uh, stuff in, in, <laughs> in Toledo. We do a group chat behind the scenes, and uh, they're talking about my slipper comment that we had before the trivia. And I, they're talking about how stinky my slippers must, must absolutely be. But I think that's a great transition. They're Same not. Same thing as your sweater vest. They're not. <laughs> sweater cardigan. My sweater cardigan. That thing, that thing was washed in 1974. What are you talking about? 
I'm wearing it right now, and it's. I've yeah, got I'm, a candle burning. Also, I've got a candle burning in here. OG. You're also wearing the vegetable soup that you had for lunch a month ago <laughs> in that sweater. <laughs> Uh, today's That's second half ambience. of the show brought to you by not uh, Doug and OG and everybody making fun of the beautiful clothing I wear, but by Magnify Money, because when you go to magnifymoney.com using our link, stackingbenjamins.com slash magnifymoney, you know what happens, Doug? He's got no idea what happens. Oh, I'm on mute. God damn it. <laughs> They helped J-Lo and A-Rod get back together again, finally helping us realize what true love is all about. So close. So oh. very close. No. They f- help you find out, though, something else that's super important, that, that those brick-and-mortar uh, things that you use every day, like checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, maybe not best in class. Uh, Magnify Money, compare and contrast over 92% of all the things available online. Find them at stackingbenjamins.com slash magnifymoney. And today, when things are really changing quickly with inflation the way it is, maybe time to upgrade your banking by looking at more different, more different things. Be more different things. Boy. That, uh, that was my second guess. <laughs> let, let's, let's dive into this. We've been talking, as everybody remembers, about these buy it for life items. He has 13 on his list. He's got some socks that he likes. He's He talks about his stapler. You buy one stapler and it lasts forever. He talks about Patagonia winterwear. <laughs> he talks about a keyboard that he loves. But I want to ask you guys, what's that buy it for life thing? What's something you buy and you expect it to last a long, long time? And Paula Pant, what is your buy it for life thing? Well, I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind is like furniture um, or like, a you know, a, a mattress is not necessarily for life, but you know, it's going to last for eight or 10 years. Um, the, your desk. That's, your, the, very, that's funny, Paula. I'm just paying as, on my mattress for eight or 10 years. <laughs> it better last longer than that. Just as an aside, Paula, with the times that you moved, I kind of think I've, I've always thought about you as more of an Ikea person. Sure. It might only last a short amount of time, but I might be on the move going someplace else, but furniture. Yeah. I mean, every time I move, it's such a pain that I'm like, I don't plan on moving Uh, again. This is, this is like done. Um, and at this point in my life, I have my stash of stuff on the West coast and I've got my stash of stuff on the East coast. And I know that, uh, I know that I had, you know, sure there are components of it that are definitely Ikea and they're disposable, but there are also components in it that, um, are going to remain with me. They, they won't move coast to coast. That's a little too far, but whenever I'm ready to like really settle and home, I, I have a basis already for it. Well, and the th- thing that that I think about furniture too is that you know Pete's number four piece here, which is buy things for life, spend lavishly on things that make you really happy. If you're gonna like you and I, Paula, working from your house most of the day, like having mm-hmm. furniture that really is comfortable and makes you happy is really a big part of your living. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my office chair. I spent a good amount of money on my office chair because I sit in it freaking all day every day so that's not something i'm gonna go cheap on that's funny it's one easy on the language paula (laughs) settle down (laughs) that's one of the first things that that i replaced by the way when i when i entered this uh i don't know if it's second career or whatever this is uh but when i started working from home all day i immediately replaced this office chair that because i worked in an office when i was a financial planner i didn't care about it and now i completely do uh oh gee how about you what's your buy it for life item (sighs) boy oh boy um, 
I think that there's there. I feel like there's a number of things that I expect to last a fairly decent amount of time. Um, I feel like appliances and, you know, some of that sort of stuff should last almost indefinitely with regular kind of service and maintenance. I'm, I'm with you in the office chair, by the way, but I did the same thing. I bought a, you know, a nice standup desk and, you know, spent a little bit extra because I knew I was going to spending a lot, spending a lot of time here in the, uh, in the basement. Um, I actually bought the standup desk that you recommended specifically for that reason, OG, because yeah. it was a buy it for life thing. It's a lifestyle change. And so, uh, buy the right one because there were certainly ones that were cheaper, but they, they weren't, you know, when Pete talks about obsessing over quality and, uh, and, and, uh, making sure that it's a good piece of equipment and frankly, looks good in the room, uh, that fit yeah. the bill. Well, and kind of, you know, kind of along those lines with the office space, um, when, when we started working from home, not just in the planning business, but also, you know, from the podcast and stuff, I, I was trying to, I was debating back and forth as to whether or not I wanted to kind of go to the office ever again. And once I decided I wasn't going to do that, I took basically a year's worth of office rent and put it into the office here so that, you know, I had built-ins put in, you know, to make it more functional for the work that I was doing here at the house. So um, so that was a little bit more of a kind of buy it for life type of type of concept. I don't generally buy a lot of clothes, but I would spend a little bit extra on things that I would expect to last a long time, you know, jeans and shoes and that sort of thing. Uh, Len, how about you? You know, the, the three of us, Paula and uh, OG and I work from home. You work, well, uh, not during COVID, you didn't, but, but for most of your career, you worked in an office, but what are some things lifestyle wise for you that are buy it once that really, uh, you, you're going to go big on lifestyle stuff that I'm going to go big on. Um, what do you mean by lifestyle? You mean like going on a trip or something i feel like you just got introduced to this topic just now we've been talking about it for 40 minutes <laughs> well i i mean lifestyle i mean look no just something back- around your house now so we've been talking about stuff that we work with right a stand-up desk or, a, yeah. or an expensive chair i want to get off that topic of workplace stuff og mentioned a good pair of jeans like mm-hmm. i will now spend on some good clothes and have fewer clothes and have them be high quality clothes but what's something okay that, uh, uh, let me think okay but for example um when we bought our home, which that is a life for some people, not a lot of people, because people, you know, like Pat Paula move, move a lot or whatever. But I mean, if you if you think you want to set down roots, a house is a place. But when we bought our house, uh, the window treatments, the windows themselves, I wanted something that was going to be permanent, that was going to be uh, look good and raise the value of my home. So we got shutters right away. We pay, I paid extra. I could have got blinds. I could have got, um, you know, there's much cheaper than, but I wanted to spend the extra money. And you were going to buy those, those shutters, shutters one time. One and here they, one time. yeah, that, that's their bottom once. And, and, they look good and they last forever as long as you treat them well. And, and the fact they last forever was part of that equation. Yeah, and, and it was expensive. It was an expensive outlay when we first started, but I knew this was I was going to be in this house for a long time. And um, but but the amazing thing the amazing thing here, Len, is you spend uh, about sixteen hours a day down here in the bunker, and the fact that that <laughs> empty house up there above ground that you would spend on shutters just shows what a. Well, the family, you know, I do have a family that has to, you know, they, they prefer light and they like to see out of things. So 
I do. I am thoughtful. I'm thoughtful <laughs> of my family too. It is, it is very, very. But that's nice. one thing, you know. And, and a car, you know, you want to buy a, a high quality car. You know, I didn't want to buy. You know, I got to buy a Yugo or a, what are those little throwaway cars that they have. You know, that, that, that's something too. You want to Teslas? That's where you're yeah, or Tesla. <laughs> and you know what? Well, we're going to tick off a lot of people, but you're right. You're right on the money there, OG. That's you know, that's basically you're replacing the whole free. Well, not you know, it's a, it's yeah. it's an expensive outlay. Let's put it that way. When those batteries go, but yeah, I mean, what's funny is they've created a universe where the people once they buy one. I mean, I've ridden in one a couple times, and before I rode in one, I was like, eh, I don't know. I rode in one, I'm like, how much oh, is this yeah, cost? Oh, yeah, the performance, the performance. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, they it's, knew it's, the battery packs on those were had an 8- to 10-year lifespan yeah. on them. And so when you when some of the first ones to roll off the mass production line are now reaching end of life, and they're twenty to $30,000 to replace the battery pack. So I don't care how great that ride is. That's got to change your approach on purchasing one. I got to ask you about a few other items here. Uh, he mentions coolers like a Yeti cooler or a Stanley stainless steel thermos he talks about. Doug, is that a buy it once item and you go big? God, no. No, 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 no. Those you go, things. You go cheap on those. Well, yeah. Yeah, because they, I mean, I take the free ones that, that you know, I get from, you know, state fairs or whatever. I mean, it's just, there is not a situation where I need to have the highest quality cooler. I don't, I'm not going to be out for three weeks straight and need to have that stuff cold on my first, round of ice. I think that's a ridiculous thing to spend your money on. When we moved back to Texarkana, I dumped my uh, old Keurig. Number one, I was tired of all these little plastic things just going into landfills and coffee that um, that was okay, but not great and decided I really wanted better coffee and upgraded to a much more expensive coffee machine that I expect to last a, a long, long, long time and went big. And Cheryl was like, you're going to spend what on a cup? It's almost like Pete was talking about it in this piece. You're going to spend what on a coffee maker? And I'm like, he hear this clearly. I'm buying this because I want it to last for a long, long time, but also great way for me to start my day. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of, of coffee. I think time for us to, uh, to wrap this thing up. Uh, let's get everybody's kind of takeaway here. Uh, Paula, big takeaway from today's discussion. I'd say the takeaway is that quality, durability, functionality, the things that will last for life, um, you know, there's a dis- there's a distinction between cheap versus value and if you look for things that will last for life then you are buying things of high value len i think paul kind of nailed it there I, I, but you know sometimes quality just for quality's sake i mean if if you're not going to use it a lot or or um you know maybe it is worth it just to get the throwaway stuff you know it, it just depends how much you're going to use use the stuff and how much you should get out of it og yeah, I was just going to say quality or or inexpensive and cheap, I should say, are, are, are not necessarily the same thing. So you can have an inexpensive quality item or you can have a cheap item and um, not necessarily are, uh, should you go the cheap route. We have people hanging out with us here on Fireside that have some thoughts. Uh, Paulette, uh, who is our brilliant writer for this show, says my, uh, how do you pronounce that? My Le, Le Crusette? I'm not familiar with that. Le Creuset. Yeah, Le Creuset. Also, those are really good. Yes. I agree. And uh, L Hook hanging out with us said, I sent a 15-year-old Eastpac that had a lifetime warranty, and they sent me a new one. 15 years old, and Eastpac sent her a new one. That is amazing. Some quality stories there. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Well, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Let's find out what's going on where all of these dynamic creators live. OG, 
now that uh, you've got St. Patrick's Day in the rearview mirror, big plans this weekend? Sorry, I was yawning. Um, <laughs> it's a, you, the big plans. Big, oh yeah, they're huge. Out of town. I thought it was from the show. Take a nap. Um, uh, yeah, so this weekend we are uh, uh, doing stuff with the things. Out of town. Going to go see mom this weekend. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, say hi to mom. That's awesome. That's Will great. Do, sir. Mr. Penzo, what's going on at the amazing LenPenzo.com? Well, at LenPenzo.com uh, this week, I take a look. It's the great debate. There's always the great debate between the 15 and the 30-year mortgage, and, and I dice I dice a whole bunch of scenarios, uh, go through the math uh, on how to pay it down. Is it, is it better to pay it down the 30-year, use it as a 15, or is it better just to get the 15? I, I go through tons of permutations, show the math, and lay it all out, and you might be surprised at some of the uh, results. That's a fantastic discussion, by the way. And uh, sometimes, man, the interest rate difference between the two of those is so slim that you really wonder. It's, there are some, it's some really interesting numbers, how it comes out. Yes. And that's at lenpenzo.com. Or, or somebody asked me about this when we were in San Diego. They're like, where does the pers- persistent itch come from? <laughs> no, actually, that was in, I don't remember where that was. Sorry, whoever this is. Uh, but somebody asked me, maybe it was San Francisco. Is that from Othello? I don't know. Or Macbeth. The persistent itch was a joke that I don't even remember how it came about. It was you and Greg McFarlane who used to be on the show. And uh, we were joking about web domains. And somebody said something about a persistent itch. And we're like, persistentitch.com. You got to buy that URL. (laughs) And then uh, Len Len said he bought it. And the rest is history. It's a joke that should have been done like eight years ago. Is, is still and now we milk it. And now we totally, <laughs> it's not even funny career. anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just entertaining us. Who cares, right? Paula Payat, what's going on at Afford Anything this coming week? On Afford Anything, we've got uh, every other episode, of course, is you and me, Joe. Yeah. And in terms of interviews, Brian Feroldi is going to talk about Stocks 101. So... If you or someone you know is sort of a beginner to the world of stock investing and you want the basics, what is a stock? How does, why does it rise or fall? How is it analyzed? What makes the market as a whole go up or down? Why does the market crash? Like if you want an explainer episode into the world of stock market investing, we've got that at the Afford Anything podcast. And uh, Brian Feraldi's such a nice guy. I just have to, yeah, yeah super guy. And and he was built for this to explain this one on one stuff. So I bet that's a phenomenal episode. Yeah, he's a great explainer. So it's great for any anyone who's new. Lots of you know, if if that's not you listening, it's your friends, your family, your coworkers, your siblings. Yeah, but um, even if you know what you're doing, Paula, Brian is fun enough and is good enough at what he does that it's still going to be a great ride listening to that guy talk about the basics. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff there. That's at affordanything.com, wherever you're listening to us now. Just pause this and go subscribe to Afford Anything. Next week, everybody, I'll be in Charlotte and Raleigh-Durham and in Norfolk, Virginia Beach. So come see me there. Then I'm going to take a week, about a week and a half off. And then uh, Northeast, Boston, New York, uh, I'm coming to see you. And then Baltimore, DC, Philadelphia, before we hit the Midwest. So stackingbenjamins.com slash stack to come hang out with us. Are you going to Toledo? 
And we, we are not, but we're coming to Detroit. Oh, okay. Hour away. Toledo, we got your back. We'll defend your honor. You it's just a suburb of Toledo. <laughs> yeah, we're coming to a suburb of Toledo. Right? You know what? After this show, Toledo's coming for you, Joe. <laughs> that's right. Yes. All right. That's going to do it for today. But the big question is, the biggest question every episode is, Doug, what should we have learned today? Absolutely nothing, Joe. Okay, probably a couple of things. First, thinking in price per use might help you spend a little more for a quality item that will last you forever rather than buying a cheaper version that'll break and get thrown in the landfill over and over and over again. Second, don't let other people tell you what you should spend your money on. Value is subjective. As long as you're reaching your goals, ignore the haters. Except Paula, she just steals other people's home decor and price to quality ratio suddenly becomes irrelevant. But the big lesson, other people may pinch you if you don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, but the pain you'll feel the day after is much more likely to be uh, something of your own doing. That's what my doctor keeps telling me. Thanks to Paula Pant for joining us today. You'll find her podcast, Afford Anything, wherever you're listening to us right now. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us. You can find Len Penzo at lenpenzo.com forward slash shutters. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SP Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2022, and is written in part by Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work, and their earning potential with her Powerhouse Writers Coaching Program. Find out more at powerhousewriters.com. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Karen Repine is our producer, Tina Eichenberg, and Gertrude Smith are our social media mavens, and Brooke Miller handles the show notes and our amazing newsletter, The 201. Not only should you not take advice from these dorks, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. That's it for today. We'll see you back here on Monday on Stacking Benjamins. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. If you're new here, what happens in the after show stays in the after show. You know, we were talking about quality stuff and I'm curious about stuff you thought was quality that turned out not to be. And so, uh, and 
I'll tell you, when I was um, in high school, I worked in cornfields. I, I grew up in West Michigan, and I saved all summer long. I heard about this thing called the Race Across America on bicycles, where these guys a bicycle from California to, uh, I believe, Washington, D.C. or New York, and they would televise it. And, and I thought, this would be fantastic. I want to have my own bike. I'd love to have a bike where I have, you see the backpacks on the bike. So I find out because I knew nothing that Huffy had a bike that had a bunch of, had a bunch of backpacks. And if you're a person of a certain age, you're already going, oh God. And Len already is. If you're not a person of a certain age. You may not know. I don't know what Huffy bikes are like now, but um, not the highest quality. I mean, yeah, when we were kids, we, we, you know, you didn't want to be caught dead on a Huffy. You know, you wanted to have a Schwinn or something else. Yeah. <laughs> something like well, the neighborhood I, neighbor, neighborhood I grew up in, oh, Mongoose. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah the yeah, mongoose, mongoose. The little yeah. Mongoose. I forgot about that. The, um, so, so I get this Huffy bike. It cost, it cost every dollar I made detasseling corn, working out in the cornfields, taking the tops off them, right? Work all summer long doing that. Make, made, I think, $500. Bought like the most expensive Huffy I could do. The, the second day I own it, I hit the wrong brake accidentally. It locks up the front wheel. The back wheel goes over the top. I, I go flying over the bike, and it breaks off the gear shift, and I never drove it again. Like, Never. Drove it, took it in, and and they wanted something unbelievable to, to pretty much. I could have bought a new bike, and then I realized that buying the Huffy may not have been the best choice. But uh, OG, something that maybe you bought that wasn't the quality that you think that it was, or anybody got one? Well, first of all, um, whenever I hear the word quality, all I think of is a koala bear and the play on words of <laughs> koala tea. Koala just, tea. Just so everybody knows that you that's were what's made going for you were made for marketing, my friend. <laughs> Built for marketing. You know what? That I have a I you know I can probably go in the basement here. I think I have it still. I have my koala tea pin oh, that when I when I first man. started working in the uh, it was quite a, thirty years ago. They Your were koala tea. So did you did you know that OG or did you just make I, that up? I, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it before on like a successories poster yeah. or something like that. No, Circa I think I've got a, I've actually got a koala tea pin here in the sounds, basement. Sounds about right. I should I I earn them every day. I like have a, a gold star on my koala tea pin. <laughs> um, things that I thought were worth a darn, but not. Uh, do children count? <laughs> I don't know, man. That story you told earlier about your son, he's counting more every day. That kid's... No, no. I love my kids, but it's got they've it. cost me... Oh, but like not worth it. Yes. Like on an ROI basis? Oh, no. I, I mean, it's it's like when my daughter's like, I want to be a dancer. And I'm like, like a doctor dancer? Because, you know, a, do- like that's a, doctor a weird way to did- say doctor. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Okay. <laughs> You can be anything you want, dear. Whatever you want to do doctor. after your shift as a neurosurgeon is up to you. It's exactly. fine. That's entirely up to you. Um, no, but I can't think of, uh, I'm sure something will come up as everybody else goes around. Well, Paula, any rugs that you thought were great, but didn't turn out to be really worth it? <laughs> I mean, that's clearly what I meant by household furnishings, right? Can't get rugs a good rug. Double as jackets. Um, so I would say basically everything that I've bought for my turtle tank, oh. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's thing after thing and it always breaks the, like you, I'll, I'll get this great aquarium filter. Joffrey, I think I, the know, turtle's I, expensive. Yeah. It's, it's like, 
a turtle is more work than you might expect. So yeah, lots and lots of aquarium related equipment. It just that goes out quickly, I, dies quickly. Exactly. Fails yeah. fast. Yeah. It's, it's funny when, when we moved into our house, uh, uh, the space, Paula, that we now have a bar, right? If you remember that space mm-hmm. when you were at our house, that yeah. there was a huge fish tank. I mean, think about how big that space is. It, yeah. it was a huge fish tank. And the owner happened to be there one day. He's a guy that we actually knew because we were moving back to Texarkana. He's like, hey, I'll uh, give you this fish tank for free. <laughs> oh, hell, <laughs> hell no. Hell no. It's like so when somebody asks you if you, if, if, if you want a piano, you're like, no, I don't. Yeah. Pass. Pass. I'm done. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. Well, wait a minute. What about me? I oh. just, I just, I just grabbed something here for, <laughs> I'm just, Joe, I, I, I have some, I even I have some. <laughs> Every damn episode. So, and you know, it's, Len's it, about to, just to be clear, the reason I want to wrap this up, Len's about to make us some homemade pizzas. Yes. Mm. And so I can't linger much longer. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. I even have a show and tell here in the bunker. I've got it right oh, you here. you do. So, oh it, it, and he, he oh, goes and grabs on. it because it's radio. Yeah, that's right. But I wanted to just because <laughs> so, I was going to quiz Joe so he could answer the question. So, you know, I, I'm sorry. Levi's used to be much better. When I was a kid and even, you know, in my 20s, they were much better than they are like today. The quality they quality. And they lasted forever. Yes. And now the material is very thin. And now that they don't make them in the United States anymore, it's just the quality's gone downhill. And I have in my hand here, you see these, Joe? I, yep. These have been, these are Levi's. Don't say what the size is, but <laughs> they're, I have worn them once. And look, look oh, what it's happened. It's already ripped. Look at that. It's the, already ripped. The, one of the belt loops just came gone. completely off of the Are you pants. sure that's Levi's fault? Or, I say, or people of your size. I know, no, no, don't get suspenders. <laughs> no, no, no. This had nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing at all. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doug, how about you, man? Do you have something to share? <laughs> the second forgotten guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I so... I do spend money on fly fishing gear. I feel like that's something that I want to be able to hand down to the Vintern. And, and uh, it, it, I haven't caught any additional fish for all of the dollars I've spent on high-end fishing gear. But you it might also say good. that about your golf equipment. Between 1992 and this year, hadn't spent any money on it. And now that I have, OG is dead on. Well, that's not true, though. <laughs> You did. You did shoot a pretty record round several weeks ago. I did. Yeah, Casa that's true. That's OG. true. But that feels like a monkey at a typewriter. It, it more looked than... like it. It just. I mean, it was ricocheting off trees and just. I mean, we left the magnets on for you on purpose. <laughs> Do you want All to right. say hello? Wait, the honeybee's here. Say hello, honeybee. Can you say hello. Hello. Uh, very good. What? No, she can't exist. That's what I know. Everything's it's a figment of your imagination. It is not. She is here. I'm I'm verifying that she is actually here. She's like Norm's wife from Cheers. Yes. Like oh, it's wait a minute. Hold on a second. A while, but that's it. The honeybee will tell us. Did this did this break off because this was bad uh, material or is it lens waist size is getting bigger? 
One's a fat ass. Oh, I don't know. I don't hike my pants up that hard. Oh, my oh. God. Oh. Okay. That was a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Leds like and cut. <laughs> Is he giving himself wedgies? And I think that will end the episode right there. No, poor workmanship. There it is. Well, I'll tell them about Bunker, but he's going to say live on Fireside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Len's reminding me to say live from the bunker. It's been 10 damn years that Len Penzo has been on this show. We should say if grandpa wants it in the bunker. Yeah. Give a, give an old man his, his, his wish. wish. Doug, we don't know how much longer Len's got. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Is this like a make a wish episode? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I don't. Thank you, Joe. All right, here we go. Everybody ready? Let's make an episode of the Stacking Benjamin Show. He's got 13 of them here. But first, he t- he's talking in this piece about... And hold on, guys. I, am, uh, I must have notifications on because I'm hearing somebody knocking. So we're going to... And this is going to be the miracle of editing, peeps. Are you hearing that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing somebody who is, uh, a lot of notifications is off. Yeah. How am I still? So I think we figured it out. You can stop doing calculus. <laughs> okay. I think we got it. <laughs> that means it's you, Doug. <laughs> nope, it's not me. It's definitely not me, but I do have a higher level problem solving mind. He who smelt it, dealt it, Doug. I was half of that. Now, here's the thing. I was half of that equation, and once I realized what was happening, I just I just abused it. I, I just kept on making sure that noise happened. Just continued. Thank you, sir. Yep. Right. So fun. All right. Uh, here we go. I think I said, but first. All right. I know somebody's still doing it. Guys, I'm oh, still- that time that time Karen sent me a Slack and it knocked on my and I wasn't on mute. So it's 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 just there's Slack just bouncing all over the universe and it's coming over all of our laptops. Not me. You can just go well, into your definitely not OG. Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.